Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know, pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. These boys are second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 822 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I am your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight, or I guess today, since it's the afternoon we're recording, uh, it is just myself and Bomo here to um, bring you the pod today. So, 
Uh, yeah, and we don't have that much of an agenda. It's more stream of consciousness pod. Uh, compared to the normal, you know, me being super prepped and everything, having multiple, having the whole document filled out. But um, yeah, uh, it's just the two of us because we're doing a drunk pod this weekend. We were originally going to do it on Friday and then it got pushed to Saturday uh, and then today. And then it was maybe going to be next weekend, but we got it in today. So yeah, um, dude, how you doing, man? It's been a while since we've done a just a two person pod, just the two of us. Yeah, pretty good. Um, busy with work, wedding planning, and then league, I guess, in general. So, yeah. So before the before the pod started, you were telling me about because, like I said, this is a drunk pod. So I am drinking some sweet tea and some Hendrix gin from this gigantic bottle that I'll put up right here. It's a one one point seven five that I bought. It was like ninety bucks when I got my new job i thought every time i get like a new job or so i splurge myself happened like three times i splurge and get like a nice bottle of alcohol so i've gotten like a nice bottle of whiskey i got i don't remember the first uh, first or second time but then i got this one so yeah but then i was saying that i was drinking this and you were talking about your uh drink which is an audition for your signature drink in your upcoming wedding so why don't you you've already told me about it but why don't you tell the listeners about uh Bring us through the whole narrative again. Yeah, so here's my big bottle. I have some whiskey here. Um, it's fairly old. You can see all the dust collecting on it because I don't really drink that much. But uh, yeah, Maker's Mark is like solid mid tier. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah, it's it's not too bad buying in bulk, especially at Costco. Costco has it really like, really cheap. It's like this big thing cost me like forty bucks, and it's lasting nice. quite a bit. And I feel like whiskey in itself is pretty versatile. So um, yeah. For me, I'm a big whiskey and like bourbon person, so for my wedding, my signature cocktail would be revolving around that spirit. Um, so I'm actually trying different types of old fashions or play on old fashions um, to serve for my signature drink. So today I have a a peach old fashioned. Um, so it's a simple syrup infused with like ground up peach, pretty much. Um, still okay. have to figure out the logistics of serving it because it it. The way our bartender works, they require the drinks to be pre-batch made so they can just serve it out of like some kind of dispenser or whatnot. So I'm trying to figure out the best way to to do that that doesn't require a lot of assembly. Um, I might do a couple uh, bitter dashes here and there that the bartenders could serve along with it, but just due to the, the nature of our bartender's contract, um, sure. we're trying to stay away from having like a... A person actually make drinks and just have them pre-prepared because we were doing like a couple kegs um wine and two signature cocktails for our for alcohol because the bartender doesn't provide any of the drinks so we have to provide everything up front could you maybe do something like uh you know in like offices they have those water i don't know what they're like deer park or like minute uh i don't know some other like those water things could you maybe fill one of those up with all the about the proportions that you want of your signature drink and then that, that's exactly how we have to serve it. one that's how oh, we okay. have to serve so it, then so. something like that yeah. yeah and then you just basically have them put you put orange rinds for yours because yours is an old-fashioned mm-hmm. on the side and then people could put them in and you don't even have to have the bartenders put those yeah in. so that's what we're trying to figure out like the uh, i think they say they can do garnishes but they can't make the drinks so the, sure. the rinds and stuff is pretty easy to do um but yeah it, we essentially get a two point no, we get a we get a two point five gallon dispenser for the signature cocktails, right? 
Nice. So it's kind of like half those giant Gatorade bottles or tubs you see. Um, and so that's what we're we're working with. And because our estimated guest count is over 100 people, we can't do cans or bottles of beer. We have to do kegs. So we also have two full-size kegs just for the beer. And then we have – What style of beer are you getting? We're getting one hazy IPA and one lager. Okay. So a mix between like the people who like the, the real bitter um, IPAs like me and hazies are a little yeah. bit better because they're not so bitter and strong um they're a little bit more yeah. mellowed out and then uh, a lager type of beer for a little bit more of a crisper refreshing because it is also in the summertime too so something that's slightly more drinkable for hotter weather um is it gonna be outdoors yeah so it's outdoors in, in okay. like the washington state area so i think this year we checked the Given weather. The last few summers, yeah. then it's going to be really pretty fucking yeah, hot. It's like mid eighties no to mid nineties or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But it is in like a forest area, so there should be a lot of shade and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're we're going for. And then I think we're planning on buying like forty to sixty bottles of wine. Um, so it ends up being. And that's not at all for the wedding. That's just for their own personal consumption. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of the alcohol situation so we're kind of figuring out all the the signature cocktails to serve that isn't too complicated to to dish out but also is representative things that we like nice yeah that's that's important to get things that like you're yeah you guys would like of course because it's your wedding it's not for anybody else like yes it's a it's a celebration and other people have to enjoy themselves and shit but like it's for you so i'm glad you're prioritizing things that you guys would like and then making sure that it also fits in the the larger scheme of what people generally like. Because I, if I think about like beer, like uh, my girlfriend and myself, like I have grown to like IPAs and hazy IPAs are good. And that, yeah, like they're not super strong. They're not insanely hoppy or anything. Um, and she is big, a lot more into like porters and cream ales and things like that, but also could drink like, you know, a normal lager or something. So that would, that fits the whole range of different beer drinkers, unless someone only likes porters, then they're kind of SOL with your beer selection, but then they could have a glass of wine or they could have something a little stiffer. Yeah. I feel like it's, if you like the dark beer, maybe you just go with like a red wine. It's kind of somewhat in the same, I know it's very opposite parts of like your your drink choice but in terms of like flavor profile and like your mouthfeel i feel like it's somewhat similar um especially if you're not getting a dry red yeah exactly because if you're getting a dry red that's very different than anything you get with beer and personally my favorite reds are and for my favorite wine i'm not a big wine person but when i do i do enjoy uh a very dry red that's what i really like where it feels like your sun has been your your, uh, your tongue has been baking in the sun almost afterwards, where there is, there's just no moisture left, and that's that's my that's perfect for me. But I know most people don't share my same opinion, so I'm sure whenever I get married in the future, whatever wines, if I choose to serve those, then there'll be something. It's, it won't be dry reds. Yeah. Okay. So what? So we know that yours is. Uh, Old fashioned, and so you were saying that you made a peach uh, style old fashioned. Like, which other flavor, I guess, combos are you looking mm-hmm. at? Like, what other motifs are you looking They're at? They're pretty much all fruit infused, right? So, like, grapefruit, um, thinking about like just a regular orange one. So, instead of it just being a standard old fashioned, it's a little bit more emphasis on the orange, maybe like a lemon, sure. too. So, looking at these, like, Almost sweeter fruits because whiskey in itself is pretty sweet in itself, but that isn't yeah. too, 
I guess, watery. So like, I don't want to do like a watermelon. Um, I want something that has like some kind of like weight to it. Um, thinking yeah, maybe, like, I think yeah. grapefruit's a good choice. As long, I mean, if you were gonna go with that, mm-hmm. as long as you're using like a grapefruit extract, is that what you were planning on doing, or the raw grapefruit itself? So the 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 simple syrup would be made with the grapefruit juice. So it'd pretty much be like reduced grapefruit juice with sugar. So you kind of okay. get like the. I guess it's like a a less sour grapefruit juice almost when you make the the bitter. Well, so that's why I'm trying it out to see if the concept in itself will work. I don't know if these will yeah. be good, but that's I'm testing them out and trying to figure out. Gotcha. The only reason I ask is that I don't know. It would depend. It would depend on how the chemistry is done, but uh, grapefruit juice and grapefruit in general can nullify a lot of different medication. So you want to be careful with that. Uh, serving that at a wedding if people aren't aware of that. Like, I know that it does stuff for certain, like, blood thinners or heart medication, but it also works for... But with uh, the- It also can can nullify birth control, which is going to be relevant mm-hmm. around a wedding, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we can see. But yeah, it's all experimental at this point, just trying to figure out, because we're about a little less than... Well, I guess we're 11 months exactly at this point, so... Still have some time, but trying to get all the logistics nice. stuff sorted out. That's exciting, man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, eleven months still feels like a long time, but I'm sure it's gonna fly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, what's your fiance's signature drink that she's thinking of? So, in the Seattle area, there's this company called Rachel Rachel's Ginger Beer. So it's okay. a play on a Moscow Mule with a flavored um, ginger beer, and it's kind of based on a flavor from Seattle um, with the ginger beer. So they do all different types of flavors of ginger beer there. Sure. But the it won't be just straight up regular ginger beer. It's to be some kind of fruit infused ginger beer with vodka for like a Moscow mule. Nice. That'll be good. Mules are very good. They're crowd pleasers too. So I'm sure that that one's going to be good. Has, has she made a decision or even started to toy with which of the different fruit, in, fruit infusions she's going to use? Yeah, we, we're ordering a couple... Um, to be delivered to us to try out. So, again, more experimentation to see which one tastes best. Nice. That'll be cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you do get around to tasting those and trying them out, we're going to have you report about it on the podcast so everyone can keep up with us. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm trying to think. Like, if I were to, like, if I were to do a signature cocktail at my potential future wedding, um... I, I might go old fashioned as well. I might just like be really basic and go uh like gin and tonic, like I liked a lot early in college. Um, I'm not sure. I if if it's a nice bar, an old fashioned is my go to. So that might well be it. Yeah, I judge a lot of bars and restaurants I go to by an old fashioned. So I will always start with an old fashioned, and then I'll try the other stuff. But the old fashioned is where I usually start my my i guess evenings or when i do end up drinking at a place yeah yeah that makes sense i've like of the other like classic in air quotes cocktails i'd have to think that you know those like gin and tonic comes up like rum and coke but i'm not going to be the person that has a rum and coke at their as their signature drink like no sorry um uh like a manhattan but i've tried a manhattan and i don't like it so i'm not going to have it there i've tried a cosmo and i don't like a cosmo uh for those of you who don't drink or don't 
know what that is. That's a cosmopolitan, and I don't like it very much at all. Um, I've never tried a grasshopper, but I think I might uh, I might enjoy it given what I know about the ingredients. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I I probably would go with an old fashioned, like but get like some real nice bourbon uh, to go for, go with it because that makes that. I mean, it's mostly just alcohol, so. A good, the, the quality of the alcohol brings it a long way. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yep. And I think my girlfriend would go with uh, some sort of margarita, so some sort of like blended margarita. There'd probably be like you know one of those things in a restaurant where it's just like constantly spinning, just like a couple different flavors of those. If you may guess, like a giant slushy machine of margaritas. Basically, yeah. yeah, we'd get like a Kona ice machine and then <laughs> yeah. like, you know, when they're not looking, like open the top and pour in like two handles of tequila or some shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd probably be a lot more official than that, but I think that'd be really funny. It's like the places in Vegas yeah. that have that, like the, the giant slurpy machines, but are just margaritas that you can just get like a, a half yard stick of it and it's just like three yeah. feet tall. It's insane. Yeah. But in Vegas, at least they have those, uh, to to help people when they drink too much they have those um the trucks that come with like iv fluids to basically and electrolytes and shit just to uh, rapidly uh detox you and give you a shitload of uh uh any not antioxidants i just said it um I mean, like sugars and stuff, basically, to bring your body back. Electrolytes and, so, and water. Yeah, that was it. I just said the word. I totally yeah. forgot about it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad everything is going well, even though it's really busy for you. Nice. Glad to hear it. Uh, I have been decently busy. My desk is in a different spot, which people who watch the video may or may not know. Um, I would turn my camera around, but then I'm worried it would fall off my monitor because it's not very securely put there. It's I kind of precariously have it on there, but there's actually like a couple of sheets that I got from Target, like real cheap sheets that are on the floor right now. We're planning on painting the wall that is directly behind the camera, actually. Uh, yesterday, we painted one wall in our bedroom. These are just meant to be like contour or contrast walls, but basically I moved, I took everything out of uh, my office because uh, I work from home. So my office and like my gaming station, everything like moved out and dismantled. So then like 20 minutes before this podcast, I was rapidly putting shit together. Um, yeah, but, uh, so that's why I'm at a different angle. Um, league wise, I've been playing a decent amount and I'm, uh, my win rate is hovering right around in like the, the high forties or so, and I'm getting closer to Emerald, which is good. It's low in top lane, so I should probably stop like putting top as my first sometimes, but, um, it's I find it a lot more fun sometimes because I can kind of just turn my brain off in jungle a lot more, even though I know that jungle is the most brain intensive role for like macro decisions. But I, I kind of know I've been playing it for years. I, I have a general sense about what I'm doing. And especially if I'm playing like brain dead champions, like I'm playing like Maokai or I'm playing like Poppy. There's not a lot of complicated mechanics to these people. It's, you know, right click or you know, press E in a bush or some shit like that. Press W to stop someone dashing, that sort of shit. Um, yeah, uh, went on a really nice hike today. Um, it was like almost two hours away from our apartment. So we left at 6 a.m. Uh, to get out early because our dog is part husky, part German shepherd. So she overheats really easily. Uh, and since it's still the summer, then like, you know, she can overheat real easily. So we got up. We got out there, and then the 
base where we started was uh i mean actually let me just google this because i didn't i didn't believe the map let me see it was called uh jefferson colorado um altitude we were about 9600 feet when we started uh and went up about two to three thousand i'd guess we were above the tree line when we reached the apex of our trail, although for some trails went further on, but between my asthma and us had already hiked like five, five miles, you know, going up and everything. Then we just decided like, let's just call it here. Let's stop, have a snack, drink some water and then walk back down and then hike back down. Um, yeah, but it was, it was sweet up there. Like we were, I mean, there weren't trees for the most part. We were actually like above the tree line and seeing, the pine trees and then there weren't any deciduous because we were up too high for deciduous trees so it's just pine trees everywhere um seeing like you know rivers and stuff like that and then looking like 20 like 2,000 3,000 feet down at the town in this basin surrounded by mountains and stuff was so cool yeah it was fantastic but I got back from that at like 340 and or 3.30, and we decided to pod at 3.40, so I hopped in the shower, showered, did like a speed shower. Uh, while I was showering, my girlfriend put helped put my desk together. I got out, came over here, and yeah, now we're recording and stuff. So it's been a, a busy day for me today so far. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's been good. Ooh, uh, I, I'm not someone who knows a lot about music. Um I'm not musically gifted at all. My siblings are. My dad is. My pa- my mom is not at all. She's terrible at music. Everything about it. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not. Ter- I, I don't. Was never really that interested or good at playing in music. In any case, my girlfriend is very musically talented, and then also love like follows and and knows a lot about like music history and and like different artists and stuff like that's her whole thing. Like I don't really listen to music all that much. I listen to like lo-fi, and that's not. Cult, what like culturally music all that much anyways um when we were driving back we were talking about different artists and stuff like that and i this was like probably one of maybe two occasions in the, like the five and a half years we've been dating that i've actually been able to like explain and teach her some stuff about music and i was thrilled she'd she'd heard of buddy holly but hadn't listened to any of his music she also didn't know hardly anything about uh I don't know how we got onto it, but we were talking about, uh, then we got onto like Frankie Valley, um, and then talking about him and his music some and didn't know anything about it at all. So I got to like show her some of that. And I was, uh, I, I wasn't like, you know, kind of a dick, but I was kind of chuffed. I was like, I got to teach you some stuff about music. That's really cool. She said she would have been just as smug had she taught me something about like league or something about video games in general. That was one of my highlights of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this next patch coming up. I mean, we're not going to talk about it now. It'll come out in the next uh, episode because there's a shitload of nerfs coming out to stuff that I really don't like dealing with. Like, they're changing Duskblade some. They're changing a bunch of assassins. And, oh, it's going to be so nice. It'll make solo queue a lot more pleasant when... Someone kills somebody, and then they get the Dustblade proc, disappear. Not disappear, but, like, go invulnerable, and then the Ignite or the Leandry Burn doesn't kill them because they're invulnerable to damage. Well, that's going away, folks. They're going to still take Dot, which is nice. So, 
Yeah. Anyways, I don't know how I got onto that, but that's where my mind stream of consciousness went to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when you've been playing League mostly, have you just been have you playing been playing much ranked, or has it been mostly you know norms and ARAMs and shit like that? Pretty much only ranked or flex. Um, it's been okay. It's been kind of wild. So I'm actually looking at my OP.GG yeah. and I, I'm like kind of surprised. So it felt like I was losing a lot of games in solo queue, but I'm at 20 wins and 22 losses, um, which is weird because I started like two and eight. So I guess I've climbed out of that hole, but it definitely feels like I'm losing more than I am. Um, but I guess I had a string of wins earlier on in the split that maybe... I didn't realize how large that was, and so now it's kind of, um, kind of evening out, going either two and one or one and two. So I'm sticking to like the the smaller place play block schedule, so not playing too many games, but making sure I get a consistent number of games in per day. Um, so sure. I'm Emerald four right now with four LP. Um, but the one that's really surprising is my flex. So I have a twenty five percent win rate in flex queue. Um, and I, I play with other people, so I guess I'm losing a lot of those games. Um, and so it's a six wins. Over how many games, though? 24 games. Okay, so, so enough of a sample size. Yeah, so, so six wins and 18 losses. <laughs> so it's, it's past the point of just, like, unfortunate events, but I'm playing with all my friends, and it seems like I have no idea what's happening, but my... My game's don't look like they're much different i have actually have like a pretty good kda like higher than three kda but <clears throat> damage is also off the charts but it seems like when i lose like the rest of the team is just kind of running it so this one game i'm playing in a zier game uh i went nine eight and six so it's not great but our bot lane in a loss though that's yeah. not that bad at all yeah but our bot lane in that loss combined went six and 19. So oh, no. it's, it's like these sort of things where I hope it will get resolved, but I don't know. Something about the matchmaking just seems really off and I can't really figure out what it is. It just seems like the skill discrepancy is pretty large. Like my laner opponents are like not anywhere close to my level so i feel like i'm they're either way lower or, or way, way high, higher yeah. and i feel like that's the same maybe across all of the other positions because it seems like well maybe i There's haven't such disparities yeah. but i feel like i never have those larger skill gap players <laughs> on my team i feel like usually all the wins are because of me and the losses are just like just something else like like something ridiculous and so it's it's very very perplexing about what is what is happening in these specific games but yeah we we trek on i guess and then well that's uh that's extremely rude of you because of the of these so far i'm seeing of the seven games i've played of flex uh you were in one uh two three four five (laughs) six of the seven uh, games that I've played so far in Flex. <laughs> Did, how, uh, how many of those one win, wins The one win you were on, one of those, you were, yeah, the one win you were on my team. There was a remake. Oh, sorry. Okay, I guess not. So not six, so five because there was a remake. Sorry. Um, but you were on 
Uh, no, you weren't on my team for the win. Apologies. <laughs> You've been in every game of every time I've been with you. We've lost. I've lost. Yeah. Yes, we have lost. And so, uh, it's yeah, it hasn't been great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the flex matchmaking is also really weird too, because I'm at, I'm gold two right now in flex. Oh, I'm emerald four right yeah. now in flex, and I'm one in six. I have a fourteen percent <laughs> win rate. I've only played seven games, yeah. but like, still, it's uh. It's been rough in flex. But that being said, of the seven games, I've played five unique champions. None of them have been junglers. Mm -hmm. I played Yasuo top. I played Garen top. I played Poppy. Oh, I did play Poppy jungle. That one game with you and Zill and then a couple of randoms and mm -hmm. bot. Uh, I played Caitlyn ADC, and I played three games of Scion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Maybe because I'm not really playing mid. I'm just playing with friends and just filling with whatever because a lot of the times someone I play with is a mid laner and I'll, and I'll off roll. But at the same time, it's like the la very last game of flex I played, I had a Talia support and they went, Ooh. they went five and 12 <laughs> and then they had four assists out of a, Oh, out of how many kills out of a 20 kill game. So I guess 20%. KP type of situation going on. But yeah, it was just... Uh, if it was 20 kills and she had 9, oh, it was nine, like 45. Okay, yeah. 45%. That's still pretty bad for a support, especially someone who... Did she build Leandries? I bet she did. No, she went Ludens. Oh, okay, never mind then. Because Leandries and other like dot items give you like overval like over a higher yeah. number of assists because you're constantly dealing damage you would over think through the fight. She would so. go Leandries too because we're up against a Soraka. So Leandries would seem like a better item than Ludens, but... Were there any tanks in the game? Nope. Darius, but I feel okay. like you, you want to go Leandries regardless with the Soraka. Leandri, Morello, yeah. and then Tier 1 boots, and you just sit on those Tier 1 boots, and you then you start building, like, other... I don't mm -hmm. know what else. Like, probably the support item at that point. Yeah. The... That one. Yeah. And then they, like... I don't know. Just something was, like, weird, where it seems like... Maybe I'm just on a different page compared to everyone else in general. Um, but this this person I'm looking at who played the Talia support was... Uh, they're in gold three right now with a 42% win rate. Um, and they clearly... <laughs> Talia's their most played champion too. And so I'm just confused why... If, if you're playing a, your most played champion like that, you can't play it correctly i understand you don't know how to play support but there's a certain aspect of knowing how to play your champion and she didn't i think she had like two knockups the entire game she kept on missing all of her her knockbacks into her rocks and then she would oh. she would flash go for a knockup miss and then she, you're stuck there right and so she can't do anything so she's trying to walk out and she just dies and so it's like things like that were just like i don't know it just seems like there's a lot of over forcing in a lot of my games that I'm seeing, and I don't know why that's yeah. happening, where it's just like, the play's dead, but they messed up one thing, and they feel like they have to redeem themselves, and they just, like, straight run it. Yeah. Um, I do understand that maybe is more of, like, a low elo type of thing, so maybe, and I and I do fall for it, too, when my teammates, <laughs> I get baited by my teammates all the time, it's like, oh, I have to try to bail them out, and then I go in there when I know I shouldn't, instead of just taking that, the one death, I end up getting chunked out and I can't do anything for whatever we're trying to set up around the map. So it just throws off the tempo of the full team. But I feel like it's just like in the moment, it's very hard to, to have that impulse control and like 
be a, be aware that maybe that's not the smart thing, even though it's frustrating. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Where yeah. you're kind of just like frustrated, like oh, you have to feel like you have to make a play to to make up for whatever your teammates are doing. But maybe I have to just try to get away from that mindset and just focus on what I'm supposed to do individually. Well, I kind of get that. I had a I had a played a fiddle six game where everyone flamed me at the end because I we ended up losing. Um, and uh. Yeah, I mean, I was 2, 5, and 16. U.GG did give me the carry, but also Fiddlesticks gets overvalued stats in that I've learned because the trinkets give an outsized level of vision, plus also you get a shitload of crowd control score just playing that champion because uh, everything besides your W gives you CC score, generally. So, yeah, but in any case, um, I was 2, 5, and 16, uh, the enemy Jarvan was 16, 10, and 17, so he was the one, he was like, he was sinning really hard early, uh, and if you guys don't know what I mean by that, it's like, basically coin flipping on shit, and, you know, like, hovering in bushes where there's no reasonable reason to be there, so why would someone expect you to be there when, you know, your blue buff has respawned and you're sitting in the bottom brush behind the alcove or something like it was like small cases like that where it happened constantly and then uh people also weren't warding so then he was getting rewarded for it and jarvin does snowball decently hard and he was building bruiser but i had a couple of ults which didn't end up working but they were the right idea i think it was like one over the wall right by you know one of those big walls in mid not the small size walls one of those right over cuz we saw we saw three of the enemy champions in the area one of them was a teemo support we saw the jarvan and i saw an atrox that was top lane in mid but he wasn't nearby them so i ulted over the wall and then kaisa and yone also happened to be right there i was like well fuck they were not visible on vision before um and I didn't get the fear because apparently we were on vision, uh, even though I thought I swept it all out. But then there was also one where everyone blamed me for losing the game because we wiped them, we got down to the inhib, we took their inhib, we took down one of their nexus turrets, and we were backing out. I then stood behind one of the nexus, uh, or behind one of the base walls, and then every the five of them were approaching out, and as they approached out, I ulted over the wall, and I was pinging, like, I'm going to go for this. I pinged, like, eight times. I'm going to go for this. Because everyone else on my team, yeah, they had some mana. They were about half health or so. But if I'm fiddlesticks with proto-belt zonyas and death cap and sork shoes, like, I'm going to probably melt half their health bar before they can do anything. I landed on them. Five-man fear. The enemy, like, my allies decided they're just going to keep walking away. And then... After I had already dealt my ult had worn off, I'd use my Zanyas, my Flash, like everything, I die. Then they start to come in, and then they blame me, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you just threw this game. I'm like, I, sorry this didn't work out, but it was the right call to try and do it. Because if I land that, and we at least get, like, two or three of them, we end that game right there. It doesn't even go any longer. We end it at, well, I guess it was 36 minutes. It was a long game, but we end it right there. So, yeah, I've had some... Uh, some not great experiences in the last week or so in solo queue. Um, and norms and flex also haven't been that much better. Like there's been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of cane smurfs I've seen. 
specifically. Like I saw three of them when I was playing two days ago with some friends, and then also in some of my solo queue games, like I've seen some of them. It's it's kind of wild. Yeah, it feels like Smurfs are definitely more of an issue, but maybe it's not yet. It'll get a lot worse once people reach their. It, but it seems like it's happening sooner now because of the the second split for some reason. Because you don't need as many games, and the LP games were kind of insane um, when you first started the second split, but. Yeah. I'm still getting people who are like level 32, 33 who just started playing, matching a gum, matching up, up, matching up against with like actual Smurfs who are like an 80% win rate, and it's just like feels kind of bad that these guys who can barely control their character, let alone know what pings do, are just up against these type of players. So I, maybe it was a bad idea to to get rid of Smurf Q on Riot's part, but well. I think it was a bad idea. I don't know why I'm saying it that way, but I also agree. Like there should be, well, I mean, I've said this before. I think that everyone should be able to have one and only one account mm-hmm. in, in in per server. Like, okay, if you're someone that you know travels between uh, different servers in different regions, fine, you can have multiple accounts. I don't care about that. But you should only have one per server. So, like, I do have a Smurf, but I it's like level twenty four. I have and I've had it for five years at this point i don't hardly ever touch it mm-hmm. uh i know i mean some of my some of my good friends who do play this game um and i'm not going to name any names cause i don't want to call anybody out but they do have smurfs and they play on them regularly uh and i like i, I get that they want a, a testing ground for stuff but i don't i personally don't think that that should be allowed like i've said i think it should be tied to either your social security number or your IP address. And then when you're moving, you let them know, or if you're going to be on vacation or something like you let them know so that you don't decay, even if they don't let you play. Like if I'm going, if I was in diamond and then I go back, you know, back to Georgia where my family lives home for Christmas, then I shouldn't be able to play any, uh, any ranked or anything like norms. Fine. You let them do whatever, but you're in a different location. You're not allowed to play ranked. That's just a, a fact of life or you can't log in or something. But if you're going to go somewhere, you let them know, and then they don't, they pause the decaying mechanism. Yeah. For most ranks, that doesn't matter because decaying is only diamond plus. Although, is there decay in Emerald? Do you know? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but now I'm. There was no decay in Platinum, so I don't think there's decay in Emerald. Let me see. Um, I'm looking. Uh, decay only as of August first, twenty twenty three. Decay uh, Riot Games support says decay only occurs for players in Diamond and up. Okay, so that's like one percent of player base. Yeah, which... one to maybe two, yeah. maybe three percent. I don't know how many will end up in Diamond. Yeah, but very small select. Okay, so yeah, uh, if you're if you're elsewhere, like you just can't play ranked or something, or you can't log into your account, not a big deal. Unless you let them know, like, I'm moving, so my location is going to change, my IP address is going to change, like, everything's going to change ahead of time. I know that that makes it a lot more bureaucracy y, but it removes all this garbage that we're talking about here. I don't even know why you need a second account. Like, agreed. Is, isn't the point of playing ranked to, to, to get better? So if you just. Essentially, you give up, right? Trying to improve the game because you're not having fun. You're getting your, you're not getting your dopamine hit. That's what it is, right? You're not getting your dopamine hit of winning and seeing your LP go up. If you actually have to like play to earn your rank, that's unfun. It seems like to a lot of pl- 
players, which I feel like it's more rewarding if you figure out a way to to get past your obstacle instead of, oh, you know what? I, I graduated high school, but college is a little too tough, so I'm going to go take some 7th and 8th grade classes again to make myself feel better. That just doesn't seem good. <laughs> like, it's, the same, it's the same reason as – it's the same thing as like people playing uh, – you know, single player games and then not being able to figure out some puzzle. So they Google it Mm -hmm. as opposed to try. Okay. There's, there's something, there's some, uh, something to be said for like some of these puzzles in some games. So I'm thinking like Baldur's Gate because that's super popular right now, right? Like people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, there are some puzzles in that game that are extremely difficult to figure out if you're not reading the journal texts of them, some things, or you're not able to decipher those. So I understand like looking up some things, but if you're not able to figure out like if you're just basically reading a walkthrough of how to go through some character arc, like what 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 are you even doing? And that's kind of the same thing with what we're talking about with ranked, where if someone is playing games on unless they're trying to learn a new role, but if they're trying to learn a new role, why not just play on your normal one and then you're gonna drop some because you're learning a new role, or play it in norms. Because norms doesn't have a upfront ranked value yes there is a behind the scenes uh mmr value for it and there's unique mmr values for the four different cues being aram summoners rift normal uh does blind pick have a different rank a different system than draft i have no idea i like haven't touched blind pick since i hit 30 so i don't know the only time i ever touch blind pick is if like uh a new champion comes out like, you know, on Samira's release. Mm-hmm. And I need to be able to play her for um, for the podcast or something to be able to understand how to play it in a game. And she was banned. Yeah, I think her ban rate on her release was like 110% because she was banned almost every game and it was between both sides can ban. So that's why like ban rates can go up to 200% because you can, if both sides ban every game, it's two hundred percent. So hers was over a hundred. So it, in order to actually be able to play her on release, you needed to kind of play a blind pick or be really fucking lucky. Uh, so that's I did that then, but I barely ever play blind pick mm-hmm. ever. I haven't played it really since then. So I don't know if blind pick is a different system than draft. To answer my own question, yeah, I I also think too. This is like my personal opinion venting like solo queue should only be solo you can't duo with anybody and then leave flex to be like duo three q um if you want to solo and practice a champion or five man stacks i understand the four reasoning i wish we could allow four players but i understand that can be abused um but uh in terms of the four and the one in terms of like hostage situation or just inadvertently bullying that single person if you get four of you in a call but I don't understand why solo queue just can't be a a solo experience so, in itself. Well, so here's here's the solution to that. I think to answer your question, there, I understand. I totally also understand the hostage potential situation there. But um, did you know that clash games cannot last forever? Did you know that they have a finite end time? Is it like fifty five minutes or something? Or so I I don't know the exact timer. But I know that at some point, 
the game forcibly ends and gives the win to one team. It's not that the minions destroy, you know, the minions start parading out way faster. Like in ARAM, once you hit, I think, 25 minutes, instead of every 30 seconds of wave spawning, it goes every 10 seconds, and they move twice as fast mm. to basically f speed up the game where you're constantly having to wave clear as opposed to fighting, or you're going to give up your base. Mm -hmm. um, Clash has a time where I want to say it's like 80 minutes or something, mm. where if the game is still not over... It just ends, and they give the win to some team. Dependent, I don't know what the metric is that they use, but they give the team to some. They give the win to some team. Hmm. Um, it's probably someone who has, you know, it's probably the highest average CS or highest average gold or CD KDA. I don't, I don't quite know what it is, but I know that that's a thing. So then, why not in uh, in hostage taking situations? So then, because those were worried about someone being stuck in a game for like four hours. If it's because there's some videos on like the OCE server where you can go watch where it's like Veger up on the other side of Nasus but in the same Discord call and stuff. And there's uh, them and like one other person and there's three people on each other team that are randoms that are locked in games. Basically, just make it so the game has a finite time of like two hours or so. And if no one wins, then you just wipe it. You call it a uh, you call it a draw and get out. Or everybody, if it's ranked, everybody gains 10 LP. You give it just a like a small, a small amount that everybody gets some because you managed to not leave the game, not be toxic, and still stick it out and not lose through that amount of time. You just give them a small reward for that. I guess I wasn't thinking about that type of hostage situation. I was thinking like. Um, you're in a you're in a group of four, right? And you're with one random, and the one random is just not cooperating and just being like the, the oh, disco new new type of. Okay, yeah. got it. Or or the other way around, where one person's taking it seriously, but the other four are just trolling them, like four laners and following the jungle everywhere, trying to steal their camps type of situation. Got yeah. it. Okay, you're thinking. I was thinking the opposite scenario, like mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what to do in in that case if. Yeah. Ideally, all four that one person reports all four of those people, and they all four get banned. Mm -hmm. That's the ideal scenario. Yeah. I also do not understand why Riot forces new accounts in like gold MMR. I feel like that's also really it's weird. Total. Well, it's based on their normals MMR. They then port that into ranked is what they have to do, because otherwise, then you're starting at a blank slate, and that's not. I'm not. I'm not defending the position i'm saying you know in that line of thought then you're porting what their mmr is into the ranked system and then placing them in there for their games i also just think that in order to deal with that they should they a you, okay there's two options you put them in you know bronze or silver or something wherever the 50 percent mark is or actually probably like 40 or 30 percent is you put them there mm -hmm. at the beginning or um, I do think they have to climb. Have it. only only people that are un, that are have not finished their placements can be placed with other people who have not finished their placements after like two to three weeks of the rank season starting. Mm -hmm. For the first two to three weeks, people are still placing, so you can't really have that. But uh, or maybe if they didn't play rank the previous season, mm -hmm. then you can get placed with them or something like that. I'm just so. I, I do believe that if you don't allow people to climb quickly, it almost de-incentivizes smurfs. So a lot of complaints are, I'm not getting enough LP and I can't play as much. Well, 
I, I you know, tough shit type of situation. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I feel like you have to earn your rank. Yeah, you, like, you I, can't hate, just... I hate to rain on your parade, yeah. like, but if you, if you have a real, if you have a job and a family and stuff, or you have college classes or high school classes or whatever, and you can't play that often, then I guess you can't climb to Diamond or Challenger yeah. or, you know, Grandmaster or Master. Like, tough shit. Especially if you've never been there, right? That's that's the whole argument. It's like, if if you haven't even been at that rank, what makes you think you deserve to climb at a quicker rate to get there efficiently? Like, if you if you if you have a fifty two fifty three percent win rate, then you'll climb. That's that's just how it works, and the system always keeps readjusting because it has to f- reflect for some variability, right? You you can be a gold player, but sometimes you play like a platinum player. But the majority of your time playing is a gold player, and so the the system has to account for those probabilities of you playing above your your means, right? Or on on the other hand, too, it also prevents you from losing a lot of LP when you're playing below your means if you're a gold player. But sometimes you'll play just like a silver player, and that can happen for a string of games. Whether you have some kind of um, other issue that you're dealing with, you can't really fully focus on the game, and so. There's this whole variance buffers that are set up to make sure that you're still within your range. But I think people are still complaining that that shouldn't be there. But I I think I disagree with the people who believe that. I think you have to earn a rank up. Like if you're yep. just going 50-50, I don't think you should expect to climb. And that's kind of where you're capped at. And in order to imp- actually improve at the game... You have to start figuring out how to be better than your fifty-fifty rank. Just because you're fifty-fifty in mean... your specific elo, yeah. because there are things that are better or worse in any given elo. Mm-hmm. And I would even say, like each division or each tier is pretty similar. Like I would say, a silver four and a silver one are pretty comparable um, in terms of abilities that they have so when someone says like i'm a high silver player that just doesn't really doesn't mean anything to me (laughs) it's when i when i hear high silver i mean it's the same thing as like high plaid or hot okay i guess diamond i still have a bias towards because diamond has now it's been changed so maybe Mm -hmm. that's gonna go away but like let's say it's high plat high gold high silver high bronze high i guess throw iron out because iron is different as well but the other ones it's it's kind of like just say you're that respective rank because there is not that much of a difference because with you you could have like a lucky 10 game win streak and that's a difference between silver three bottom of silver three and almost hitting gold four and that's a 10 game win streak that's possible right you can get lucky and just win a whole bunch of games even if you're not performing well and so the variance there is there to ensure that you're not mistakenly placed into gold so even though you might not be a gold player you could end up in gold and then you'll just drop back down um but i think maybe lowering the gains in itself might prevent smurfing because then these smurfs will go to another account and they'll have to grind those smurf accounts to actually level up like i would say the most lp you can get is 20 lp or something like that and so if you can win five in a row then you get a full division uh rank up but i do think you need to, to take the time to play to actually improve or, at the game 
so I mean, since you're saying that this is one way to tackle Smurfs, like, uh, I and I definitely think that that could be a very effective strategy. For the record, I wasn't trying to segue and dismiss what you were saying, but I will say that I think maybe instead to appease everyone and allow Smurfs to exist, which I still don't think is the ideal state, maybe then you just make it so that you tie it to some unique identifier. So in the U.S., their social security number in I know in South Korea, they have their own version of social security number. In, in China, it's probably like state, you know, social identity number or whatever the hell you want to call it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Every, every country has its own way of uniquely identifying people. You can register as many counts as you want for that, but you can only register one per calendar year to play ranked with. Because if you say per season, then they could try it on this other account season one if it doesn't like in the first split of season one it doesn't work okay then in split two i'm gonna put a different one in here and maybe see if that works then if you put it if you tie it to a singular um if you tie it to a singular person then uh then you're gonna limit smurfing and i know that some people are gonna say hey you know i could just sign up for a league account under my mom's social security number or like in my case my girlfriend doesn't play video games at all except for when i make her play Wii. then uh i could sign up under her yeah that'll still happen but it's a lot fewer and far between because a lot of people are not going to go through the effort to do that they're also not there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable giving out their unique that, that identifier level to their family members because some of the like we all know we all every single one of us out there has that or you know several skeevy family members who will prop who if you did it might steal your fucking identity it's just it's just the truth so you you wouldn't want to give that out that often so if they were to have it in some combination of allowing multiple accounts but maybe in norms you can have multiple accounts and play with any of them you want any combination but then in ranked or ranked flex and solo queue or you know some combination of some queues it's consolidated into only these people's main accounts for the calendar year because maybe you do want to swap because you got a cooler name on the other account or you know you got banned on one account so then you're allowed to use your other account like you know all this other shit yeah this is never anything I've thought of. Like this is just straight up stream of consciousness. So if I'm spouting pure bullshit and you think it's garbage, please tell me. It's just our Sunday afternoon drink session. Exactly. Like when you talk and about at I've the bar. Only, <laughs> I've only had two frozen uh, burritos, a fig bar, and then I had a third frozen burrito. So my first two I had at like six ten, six fifteen this morning. Then I had a another frozen burrito. Oh, sorry, not frozen burrito. I had a, a breakfast burrito at. Uh, probably 1 p.m. or no, 2, 2 p.m. when we were driving back to Denver from the mountains. And I had a fig bar at the apex of our hike. I want to say at like 11 a.m., maybe like 11.30. I also, if anyone can see, I got the sunburn here because, uh, not, well, I guess not because, it's, it's sun. That's why <laughs> because. But I, <laughs> I shouldn't have phrased it that way. <laughs> I got the sunburn there. Um, we were... Uh, yeah, we were up like 12, 13,000, I don't think it was 13,000. We were at like 12,000 feet or so above the tree line up there. And there was not any sun, 
but because we were so far up and then the thin air and it was coming through the clouds the sun was i actually got the sunburn there didn't put on a sunscreen this morning because we have like really you know like nice sunscreen because we're out hiking every weekend uh like literally almost every weekend i put on sunscreen generally if it's sunny but i didn't feel like i needed to because it rained all day friday uh and was super cloudy all day saturday so fine the forecast said saturday uh cloudy across the entire state fine i thought i'd be fine but nope i got some sunburn up here i got sunburn up here and then this little dot here is like some sort of like ingrown hair or pimple or something i've been trying to pop but then the rest of it's like it's like whiter down here back to my normal skin tone where like uh, you know more light reflects off of me than comes off the sun the cloud sunburns are the the deceptive ones. You have always have yeah, to put on dude. sunscreen. Yeah, dude. They really are. You gotta, Especially when you're at altitude. Like you hear about people getting burned all yeah. the time when they're skiing, skiing and, and snowboarding. You know, yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, out here in Colorado, I'm sure I'll hear about it all the time from like my coworkers or other people that I know. They're like, "Oh my God, I went skiing!" And I mean, I haven't been here for a winter yet, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember as a kid and as a teenager going skiing out here and then, you know, having to put sunscreen on because my parents told me to, little did I know they were actually like making the right call because otherwise I would have got burned in the winter at altitude. Yeah. I don't know how I got onto that digression and I don't quite remember where we were a hundred percent previously i know we were talking about rank and stuff like that but oh we were um, talking about our stream of consciousness because we've been drinking and you oh. were explaining that you didn't have a lot to eat oh there we go that's why i've yeah. been affected by uh not a ton of gin and i mean sweet tea doesn't make you intoxicated so it's just it's just been gin for me yeah <laughs> yeah i did push uh i asked i asked katie my girlfriend to see if i was gonna cook dinner tonight but I asked her, is it cool to push that till tomorrow? Cause I'm going to make some fajitas from home. I got some chicken tenderloins that are, that have been defrosted in the fridge for a day now. So they're good for one more day. I'll start the marinade tomorrow while I'm working. Um, nice. that got a whole bunch of stuff. I learned, uh, I mean, learned is like a strong word cause it's not really hard, but I've, I've made different types of rice outside of a rice cooker before. Right. Mm-hmm. But like I, I've made the yesterday for breakfast, I made, cilantro or lime rice like they do at chipotle because i didn't really want to buy tortillas when i was at the grocery store since i have uh like a con- uh, a big container um or for those in the upper midwest a tote is what they call it um of like 20 pounds worth of rice sitting there because i get like one of those a year and it's like 30 bucks and then i have a year's worth of rice um yeah but i have that so i made the chipotle style cilantro or lime rice and made it too limey but now I learned for the future how to not make it so limey because I didn't know the proportions as much. But, yeah. Nice. I got some uh, braised beef short ribs right now in the oven that are going, so we're going to have a, a short rib stew for dinner. Okay, tonight. so what marinade did you put on them? Did you did you marinate them? Like, what else is in the oven on them? Because I'm sure it's not just literally, like, the dry short ribs so on it's, a baking sheet. It's like balsamic vinegar. Um, is in it some cooking wine um, salt and pepper uh, but it's pretty much just like a pretty standard I that's guess, very basic yeah yeah I, I don't want any extra flavorings because we're having like potatoes and carrots in it and i don't want to like change the 
the flavoring. Um, I I do like the the Korean short rib stew. I was gonna so, say I was thinking of Korean short ribs, so I was mm-hmm. expecting you to say like some gochujang paste or no, some chili yeah. oil or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a more like a, a hearty beef tasting flavor. So it's like beef bouillon um, using like flour to kind of thicken it up, um, and nice. then like a balsamic glaze uh, in it too. So it's kind of the a little bit on the sweeter side, but still very like short rib tasting focus instead of like the other sauces nice i went to korean barbecue with some friends who were staying with me last uh i guess this past week we went on tuesday evening the day before they left um because that's why i couldn't go to community night because i had some friends in town um they'd never been to korean barbecue but yeah we had some fantastic like bulgogi and then there Mm -hmm. was some there were some korean short ribs as well and those the 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 braised short well it wasn't like braised because you know you put them on the grill in front of you and then cook them yourself but like the short ribs were the only things that were not unlimited. So we got like one serving worth of those. And then the rest of it was like, you get as many, we didn't ask for a meat refill because we had a lot of meat. We were fine, but it was, yeah, it was pork belly. It was uh bulgogi. There was, um, spicy, uh, like chili pork, chili marinated pork or so. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, uh, some chicken in one. I don't remember exactly what was in it, but on the, on the menu it just said like spicy pork mm. so mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's my experience with short ribs at home i've never made short ribs uh that's my experience with short ribs eating them out i've never made short ribs at home yeah they're they're kind of expensive now when i was a kid they were pretty cheap because they were part of the cow that a lot of people didn't utilize so they'd always be thrown out kind of like chicken wings right chicken wings were super cheap because they're parts of the bird that people didn't find any use for um earlier on but then they started getting really popular. But yeah, my go-to Korean barbecue meats are the, the short rib for sure. I'm a huge fan of the brisket. So if you if you can get the brisket, I would always recommend that. It comes very thin, thinly sliced. You probably get it at your local butcher, not a grocery store. What? The brisket. I imagine no, the you Korean can get barbecue? that at your... You can get it at the local butcher. Too. Oh, sorry. I, at, at K Barbecue. Sorry. Yeah. I, I miss it. I, I only partially paid attention to what you were saying. I'm sorry. I no was worries, Googling yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the brisket at Korean Barbecue is really good because they cut it really thin. And so yeah, it's almost similar to like a bulgogi texture, but it's it's not marinated. But you dip it in like the sesame oil and then you wrap it in your, your pickled radish with rice paper. Yes. And it's And it's really tasty. It's yeah. amazing. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of all Korean Barbecue both pork and beef i usually don't really go for chicken that much but um sometimes if there's a good yeah marinade, i was I'll surprised they surprised I, the marinade was very good i mm-hmm. will say because uh, marinade makes a huge difference for chicken as yeah. opposed to like a lot of other like you know beef can carry its own uh marinade regardless so can pork mm-hmm. i mean a lot of meats can chicken you kind of need to flavor it with some shit yeah. so yeah the marinade that at the place that we went to specifically was quite good mm-hmm. um and a lot yeah. of marinades also have like a lot of sugar in them, so they burn. They do pretty easily on the grill, and so that's I'm not yeah. a big fan of like the super sweet marinades. Um, when I do my carby marinade at home, it's the the beef short rib. I use okay. uh, ground up pear instead of sugar or honey in it. Interesting. And it so the pear, pear acts as like a tenderizer, kind of like kiwi does. So kiwi is used as like a a way to break down tougher meats. Really? Yeah. 
And so the pear does the same I've thing. I've never with heard of that before. So you like kiwi juice, or are you saying like you put basically take the kiwi and put it in like a mortar and pestle and grind the whole fucking thing down, then pour it into the marinade? So that's what I do for the the Korean marinade. I take pear and just blend up the pear. So it's a pear pear and onion slurry mixed in with my uh, Korean soy sauce marinade, and then you just let the, your beef sit in that, and it becomes super tender. And when you after you're done grilling it, you take a bite and it just like falls off the bone. It's it's super. So is good. that what? It, Okay, so I looked up, like, I literally Googled kiwi ribs, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing, like, a kalbi short, uh, like, you know, Korean beef uh, short ribs uh, mm-hmm. recipe, and I see, like, kiwi, Fuji apple, Asian pear, like, they're they're grinding those things up? Yeah. Wow. You put them in the blender, and it's part of your marinade. So the marinade's a little chunky, but after you mix it with, like, the soy sauce and everything, it, like, it thins it out. Up, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, like, you don't even taste the fruit in itself, because all of the the sugar from the fruit or the enzymes from the fruit actually break down the meat. So the meat just is like not tough at all. So you can take the toughest cut of meat and marinate with this, uh, pear onion blend with a soy sauce and it'll make it tender every time. And Damn. So all these fruits have like these enzymes that break down. Like, I think like meat proteins or like something like that and become super soft. I mean, that's the, that's the same stuff that like ceviche uh, how like all the citrus cooks the meat. Yeah, so exactly. when you're when when you're ever going to marinate, like if you're going to marinate in like chicken or poultry, mm-hmm. you need to be really careful about how much you put in because if you marinate with a bunch of lemon juice and put it overnight, it'll cook the damn thing, yeah. and then it won't actually be. You can't really grill it or you know put it in the oven or whatever the fuck you want to do with it. But if you do that with beef, like it's totally fine, or pork or mm-hmm. you know short. I mean that beef with short ribs or like venison or other red meats, you should be fine generally. Yeah. That's why for the for the for this type of marinade, you don't want to marinate for more than a day because after a day, your beef comes like kind of mushy, and it's yeah. like really weird. But yeah, I would definitely recommend if you you can take any kind of Bosch pear or like Fuji apples, and I guess yep. I don't know I don't know if the apples have the enzyme, but I know kiwis and pears for sure have it, and you can just blend that in with your marinade. I doubt apples do because they're not very watery, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of what. I mean, maybe they have it, but not in copious amounts, because that's a lot what comes out of, the, you know, the lemon yeah. and the lime. Like, you can squeeze the juice out. Like, they're watery. And same with kiwi or, like, you know, watermelon or other things. Like, watermelon doesn't have that so much at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, watery fruits or watery vegetables, like, yeah. they have that that where you can imbue it into the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Like, any take any cut of meat and then just get, like, soy sauce and then a pear onion blend it up put some sesame oil on it and then just marinate overnight and grill it and then you can get a pretty close to like a korean barbecue style marinade and it's super affordable to make at home too because korean barbecue is really expensive now before it was really affordable as a kid but then as the cost of all these random cuts started going up they had to also also a bunch of white people found it and increased the cost here let's (laughs) be real pretty pretty much uh, i'm i'm fine i'm fine to understand like we know when i when i was a little kid because i'm 27 now when i was a little kid korean barbecue was not a thing at all now when i was a teenager into college it became oh this fad korean barbecue mm-hmm. and then they increased the prices because a bunch of white people found it out and they started you know asian people started uh charging white people more money like i i get it yeah. i'm fine i'm i'm happy to uh take responsibility on behalf of white people for raising the the prices of it like that's that's fine yeah we we would always have like these family cookouts where we would get like 20 pounds of short ribs from the butcher and since the butcher had no use for them we could get it like three four dollars per pound and fucking 20 20 pounds of it and just marinate it for like a huge family gathering there's like 40 of us and we're just there like 
eating the Korean barbecue as it's coming off the grill because that's the best oh time to eat God. it. You don't want to like take it off and like let it sit. So no. what you do is uh, you grill like you a chop slab. it up with the food scissors basically <laughs> yeah. and then cut it up for your family. Yeah. yeah, and then everyone just has a piece as it comes off the grill and you just take turns like grabbing it off the grill and eating it. It's pretty nice. Yep. That's what we did with Korean barbecue when I went on Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like I was in charge of like cooking the meat generally because I'm, I just kind of took charge because I like to do that. Mm-hmm. I also don't have to talk as much if I'm cooking the food. Uh, but anyways, yeah, like put it all down and then like as I'm taking it off, hey, do you want some? Okay, cool. Here's the food. You know, I'm holding it with the tongs and the food scissors, like chop, chop, chop. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, I'll have some too. That that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if you want a really good marinade that I've. Uh, I don't want to say developed because I've kind of like found it some, but also put my own twist on it. Um, are you, bi- I mean, you're in SoCal, so you have to like Latin American food in general, right? I like all types. There's no food I don't okay. like. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, if you want to do like more like Andean, like uh, like in the Andes, like Peruvian or Argentinian style, like steak or so, go get a cut of uh, either like a pound or maybe two pounds or whatever you want to do of like a skirt steak or a flank steak. You can find flank steak pretty often in the grocery store, or at least around me. Skirt steak is a bit harder to find, but it's, it's not that expensive because it's almost entirely muscle. So there's not a lot of fat on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the flay yeah, of fat. It doesn't lean, have yeah. it. Yeah. It's super lean. So it's pretty cheap because no one wants it. So if you, if you're going to your butcher, then uh, you can get it pretty cheap. And so put it overnight in a Tupperware of some sort, um, a container or whatever, with just, you know, I do some olive oil. Uh, I do some, if I have it, I do, oh, what the fuck is it called? Um, oh, God, I can't even think of what it's called. Uh, with um, Not soy sauce with lime. Like, what's the, like, citrus soy sauce? Uh the ponzu yeah, yeah yeah sorry ponzu yeah put some ponzu in it because you don't need to put extra salt with that so mm-hmm. ponzu put some ponzu some olive oil uh, or just you know your general oil uh some ground black pepper you put in some just like minced garlic that you cut yourself do not buy the jarred minced garlic it is ter- i'm not saying it to you i'm saying this to the world jarred minced garlic is like the most fucking awful faux pas for people that actually enjoy cooking do not ever buy that shit it's sweet and it's nasty and it's disgusting okay so yeah mince some garlic put it in there you could put a little bit of onion if you want you could put some onion powder i also like to put in like uh some um i like a little bit of like ground basil or so and then just put it in overnight let it sit and then the next day you can put in some lemon juice or some lime juice if you want as well, but that's in the ponzu, so you shouldn't need to. Mm-hmm. And you don't need extra salt because that's also in the ponzu. For people who don't know what ponzu sauce is, it's soy sauce mixed with citrus. So you get a lot of the salt of soy, and you're getting some of the citrus as well. And that really helps to break down the connective tissues of the meat. Then the next day, like in the evening, grill the meat, and then you don't need to put any other marinade on it. You can pour the extra red on top if you want, if it's that much more. Um yeah and it's it's fucking delicious like you can put that do some yucca fries um you can probably get a really good yucca root in socal i bet have you ever made yucca have you had yucca fries you know what i'm talking about at all no, no? I, I assume it's some okay. kind of root but yeah so do you know what because have you heard of cassava no 
Okay. So cassava root or cassava flour is used in non uh it's used for like in non flour baking things. Um cassava is the same it's almost the same thing it's basically the same thing as yuca oh is it is kind of like that that cornmeal type oh, of? i have some in the i have something in the fridge let me go grab okay. it real quick once while eric is grabbing that i would also suggest with the korean barbecue marinade you make korean barbecue burritos um i was just talking about this in the discord but what you do is you take your bulgogi marinade or any type of meat marinade essentially and then you make a kimchi fried rice. And then you put your barbecue cream beef with your kimchi fried rice in a tortilla. And then you have a Korean style burrito. And it's actually fabulous. It's amazing. You get the combination of like the the Korean acidity of the kimchi. And then you have the savoriness and the sweetness of like the, the barbecue itself. And then if you want, you can throw in other beans or salsa too the salsa that i really like making is like a a gochujang aioli so i put the gochujang aioli in my korean barbecue burrito okay i mean uh, korean tacos are like a korean and mexican food is like a a fusion made in heaven Mm -hmm. of the two cuisines so yeah so this this is a yuka root like i don't Mm. it's okay yeah it's yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you yeah, see it in yeah. the grocery store. I, I, I didn't know it was yeah. called a yuka, so we actually have that in Korea, too. Um, so we, we use that really? in stews, yeah. So we chop it up. I mean, it's br- you, you have to peel skin. This is Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I was, I was I didn't told that like that, that was actually in Korea. Yeah, I was told the skin is like almost like an air tint, and so you have to peel it and you can't eat it. And so it's like Not it's like wrong, white on yeah. the inside, right? It kind of looks like a... Yes, yeah. super white. And there's a there's a pith in the mm-hmm. middle that if you can, you can get it out. Otherwise, you just kind of, as you're eating it, spit it out. Okay, I just never knew the name of that. I just called it like a, a different potato, but... <laughs> gotcha. It, so yeah. in... Um, it's, yeah, like yuca or cassava is another word for mm-hmm. it. Like if you ever see cassava flour on any baking product, it's the same shit. It's like made from th- that, okay. basically. That's what the flour is ground from. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, yuca fries or yuca mash in general, like fantastic. Uh, and then, um, you know, make your own, uh, oh God, like, like Argent- Argentinian, like olive oil to, to put with it. I can't even think of what it's called right now. Like the but, chimichurri? Uh, yes, that's the word right now. I'm having a lot of like, uh, it's okay. um, tip of my tongue, can't think of it right now. Um, glad you're, you're talking with that. It's pre- yeah. Prescavu is Prescavu. what it's called. Okay. That's the, that's the French term for what it is. Cause it's not. Uh, what, what? Oh my God! I'm having a presque vu about. It's not déjà vu. Déjà vu is yeah different. It's a presque vu. If it's on the tip of your tongue, you can't talk about it. That's the colloquial for what it is. It's presque vu. So I'm having a lot of those right now. But yeah, you know, fry up some yuca yuca fries, which are amazing with that same chimichurri oil. If you make like a bunch of extra of it, uh, you know, make you know, saute up some peppers and onions and stuff like that or maybe do some purple potatoes as well like proving purple potatoes fucking amazing but yeah try that uh try that steak marinade as well it's mm-hmm. it's amazing and if you have an outdoor grill that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. i have not done it on an outdoor grill i've only previously done it on uh in my old apartment i had just the grill pan like one of those cast iron grill pans so i would do it on that um but I'm I have grills now at my current apartment complex and I'm excited to try it at some point here. Yeah. 
cool. This is a League of Legends podcast where we talk about food occasionally. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're, we're, we're uh, cosplaying the uh, Master Chef um, Tom Kench or whatever the hell that skin uh, is yeah. called. Yep. So I guess if we're talking about League then, you know, I figure why don't we try this? I found there's a quiz on Sporkle, which if you guys want to try it, you absolutely could. It's a League of Legends Champions by Ultimate. So I'm going to I'll fire this up. I'm going to put it on, uh, not paused, to resume. I want to put it on, uh, not classic. Well, let me refresh the page. I want to put it on untimed because, th is there a way to do this on this? There is on Jetpunk. If anybody uses Jetpunk, then you, okay, here we go. Practice mode. All righty. So I'm going to ask you, I don't know, some a random amount of these, and you're going to, guess if you know the answers to them so you're gonna i'm gonna tell you the ultimate ability you're gonna tell me the champion that its ability is for okay you ready okay okay and i'm gonna type them in if it's correct if not because i i know most of these uh so the first one i'll give you an easy one daisy ivern that is correct ivern okay um, is, these are ability names i don't read anything in the game so oh, this is tough okay so yes these are ability names yeah okay <laughs> solar flare sounds like leona it is leona correct how about this whimsical one let's bounce well that's zach that is zach yes okay um let's do death mark zed that is Zed, yes. Death Lotus. I know what this one is. I typed in almost the entire word except for the last character. I'm just waiting on it. Is it Lotus? If you guess wrong, I'm not going to like penalize you. There's no way for me to penalize you. Thinking. So you can have a few guesses. What, what could come with Lotus? Is it Talon? It is not Talon. Death Lotus. Who's kid has was right. Okay. It's not. It's is it Irelia? It is not Irelia. Death Lotus. It's not. I'll give you one more guess and then I'll tell you what it was. Is it Yasuo? It is not Yasuo. It is Katarina. Ah, Death Lotus. Okay, I can see it now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Chain of Corruption. Chain. This of is in corruption. pro play all the time. Corruption. Who's Again, ultimate? I'll give you three guesses before I tell you what it was. Whose ultimate has a chain? Chain of corruption. Is this Nautilus? It is not Nautilus, no. Chain of corruption. Gotta dig deep into the champion lores. Chain of corruption. If you want to go on the wiki, but not look up a specific champion, I will allow it. Can I just look at the? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through the hundred. I'm not gonna go full the, through <laughs> 163 of these. Don't worry. Hmm. But yeah, uh, these are also not in any order. I'm randomly clicking all around, so it's not going to be uh, related at all. Chain of corruption. Who? Okay, I'll give you a. Uh, I'll give you a role. This is this champion is played. Almost exclusively in bot and mid lane. Bot and mid lane. Chain of corruption. Yes. I'm sure everyone that is listening to this is screaming 
blank. Who? Chain of Corruptions. You're welcome to guess. In the bot lane. So it can be, it's probably a mage if it's played. Mage or marksman. Are, are you asking me, or are you I'm, thinking I'm out thinking loud? I'm thinking out loud. Okay, okay. Champions are going to be played. It's AD carry position, right? Not Or a bot lane in general, support or... AD carry style that can also be played mid, a la Tristana. It is not Tristana, that style. Like what Tristana. I mean. So they, they, they're ADC that can be Lucian? Uh, swapped. Tristana, is that your Lucian. guess? No, I'm trying to figure out who's played. Kaisa? You have three guesses. Kaisa. You can guess shit. Kaisa, Kaisa's also played in the mid lane. But are you pro play? Kaisa? You said pro play? They are in pro. They are also played in non-pro in both mid and bot. Much more common in bot lane. But it does happen in both of the queues. If you want an example, I know that Caps has played this champion in mid lane within the last year may not help you at all <laughs> oh man chain of corruption do you want me to just tell you because yeah. you're struggling way yeah. too hard it's varus oh okay i see it now okay yeah his ultimate yeah. thing okay shoots okay i actually did not think about varus being played in the mid lane okay fair yeah. enough which does happen that's a that's a fair yeah. hint to give yeah okay all right uh realm warp uh that is rise that is Rise, correct. I'm trying to like picture uh, the ability and then basing it on the champion based on the, the name. Okay. Hallucinate. Hallucinate. I typed it in before I, like, with my guess before I proposed it to you because I wasn't 100% on that. Hallucinate. Is it a so, do you want the roles of this champion? Sh sure. Okay, primarily jungle support jungle in that support. order. There is one person who... Nope. There is one person who plays this... One very famous person who, in the league community who plays this in top lane. Oh, man. Jungle support with... This champion has been lane. nerfed in two successive patches, include, oh. not including the one that's coming up. <laughs> has been nerfed two, two patches in a row for support support specific nerfs support. at least uh, one definitely maybe two oh man hallucinate yeah what type of champion does this reflect think about what champions play with your mind they're mind games what champions are mind games is it shako it is okay. yes <laughs> feast Cho'Gath. Yeah, that's an easy one. I needed to give you a win. Yeah, there we go. Um, we take those. All right. True Shot Barrage. Uh, that's Ezreal, I know. That is Ezreal, yes. So we've gone through 10. I'll do another 10 or maybe 20 or so. It will depend. All right. If you don't get this one, it's going to be real bad. Gnar! Gnar. <laughs> it is Gnar. Let's go. <laughs> um... Chum the Waters. Uh, fizz. It is Fizz, yes. Um, 
thinking Fizz or TK, but I was trying to remember what TK's ability to his ultimate does now. He's his ultimate's the eating, right? The allies. Well, his now has actually has two names because I was surprised by this. It's devour and regurgitate. Mm. Oh, for the recast or? Yeah, okay. no, for yeah, for the recast is regurgitate. Got yeah. It. Yep. Uh, supreme display of talent. Is that Kiana? So they're a. It is Kiana, yeah. Nice. Um, apotheosis. Apotheosis. Is that Zyra? Nope. Apotheosis. Two more guesses before I tell you, and you're embarrassed in front of the entire world I'm... of one person. Oh, two people watching, including me. Oh, the other one's Kybe. Apotheosis. What? Can I get a definition <laughs> of apotheosis? Do you want me to tell you a definition of the word or of <laughs> what the, word. the the ability kind of does? Okay, so I'll tell you the word then. Fine. The highest point in development of something, culmination or climax. That is the definition from Oxford languages. To use it in a sentence, his appearance as Hamlet was the apotheosis of his career. Doesn't fucking help at all for League. <laughs> Aatrox? Nope. You got one more guess. Oof. I have no idea. I'll give you a hint then. They are played exclusively in bot lane. Bot lane. Like 80 carry? Yeah. Oh, man. I can't even, like, picture what this ability looks like based on the... They were played in the Gen G T1 Summer Finals uh, by... Um, the fuck is his name? Not Guma. Pays? Uh, yeah, Pays played him. Guma also is good at playing this champion, though. If you don't know, that's fine. Like, it's not a. Is it Draven? It is not Draven. Okay. No, it is uh, Neela. Neela. Oh, okay. So, what's? Her, I don't. Is, is her ultimate? The I don't necessarily pull people in. Yeah, the spinning that pulls people in and heals her okay. for a specific amount. Yes. Okay, I can. All right, here I'll give you an easy <laughs> one here. Spider form slash human form. <laughs> it's Elise. Yes, it is. All right, we'll do like four or five more. Lamb's respite. Or respite. Uh, kindred? Depending on your pronunciation. It is kindred, yes. Because of the lamb Gr that gave it away? Yeah. Uh, Grand Starfall. This one should be harder. It's either Pantheon or Asol. Okay, what is your guess? I think it's Pantheon. It is Pantheon. Asol was not it at all. Because Asol has two different like names depending on it it's the uh ooh, what is it uh, i know the yeah. ultimate is the the charge up one is the skies descend right or the stars descend yeah someplace? skies skies descend yeah um falling star slash skies descend okay. yeah there we go i know I, skies I descend because with... i always ping it and then saying like 90 yes. percent done <laughs> yeah like hold off on fighting yeah. give me one more wave yeah. yes um Okay, uh, World Ender. That's Aatrox. 
Yes, that is Aatrox. Yep. Um, let me see. Let me give you a hard one here. Uh, infinite Duress. Ooh. Infinite Duress. So, if do you want any hints about this at all yet, or no? Infinite Duress. Is this Hecarim? Nope. Infinite Duress. Infinite I got it right on the first try, by the way, folks. Infinite Duress. Do you want a hint now? Sure. Okay, so this champion is almost exclusively a jungler or a top laner if you really know what the fuck you're doing. This champion has also been in the game since almost the beginning of the game. This champion has also been reworked. Like a top-down rework, like Scion. Oh. It is not Scion, but they have been reworked a la Scion. The Swain? It is not Swain. One more. Infinite Duress. And been in the game for a long time, reworked. This champion, I'll give you another free hint. In the jungle, uh, maybe? Had, in the jungle, almost exclusively, sometimes played in top lane. Um, they, uh, they have one of the buggiest abilities in the game. Or people at least perceive it to be that way. This champion is melee. It is not ranged. Okay, I think I have an answer. Can you give one more right, hint to verify? <laughs> sure, okay. Uh, this champion, if they're played in top lane, takes barrier. Warwick. Yes, it is Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I, I gave you enough fucking hints that you better have gotten that shit. Alright, um... Alright, we'll go like one or two more then. And then we can call it on the All pod. Right. Uh, ooh... Let's go, um, The Culling. Well, that one's Lucian. I said I actually couldn't think about what it was for a second. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Shadow Assault. I got it. Okay. There's a lot of them that had the word shadow in mm. it. Is this Vex? It is not Vex. Shadow, it sounds like a Vex ability. Shadow there are assault. four champions that have the word shadow, shadow. in their ultimate ability. Uh, sounds like a dash. I think I think this one, uh, one of them is Vex. Let me look real quick. One of them is Vex. It is, this one was not Vex, though. Vex is Shadow Surge. This is Shadow Assault. Shadow Assault. So if I'm thinking it's like a dash ability, maybe... The other two, if you want the names, are Onslaught of Shadows and uh, Dawning Shadow. I have... Uh, is Onslaught of Shadows the... Is that Nautilus? Oh, no, that's not Nautilus either. Nocturne? That's Hecarim. Oh, oh Hecarim, okay. Hec Nocturne is Paranoia. That's uh, his name as okay. ultimate. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to picture all these abilities. Shadow Assault. I mean, there's 163 of them now, so. Yeah. Shadow, Shadow Assault. Assault. It is a champion that you have previously guessed within this game. Oh, man. That doesn't help you all no. that much, but. <laughs> Do you want rolls? 
Sure, I'll take a roll. Okay, uh, mid slash jungle, about proportionally even in my perception. Oh, mid jungle, pretty even. I will look up to see what the percentages are, Shadow but I'm assault. not sure I can figure it out. What are these names? According to, according to op.gg, they are mid slash jungle in that order, but they are listed on both. And by they, I'm not saying it's a multiple champion like Kindred or something. I'm just leaving it alone. What does that mean? Shadow Assault. It's a crap name for their ultimate. Assault. If it helps, they are a champion that uses mana. <laughs> I don't think any of this helps. Shadow um, Assault. Mid? They only started getting played in jungle, uh, realistically, around um, season 10. There was the blank Yumi meta in early worlds. I remember it specifically. Blank Yumi meta. Season 10, because I remember T1 did not make it in season 8, and season 9 was not this meta. And it was banned a lot of the time in season 10 this jungler if they play jungle which for the record they play equally jungle mid takes smite ignite if they play mid they take ignite flash they have arguably the strongest level 2 in the game He's struggling, folks. <laughs> trying to think I what... I figure that last one might have given you something. What champion? It's perfectly reasonable to take both take Corrupting Pot on them. You could also take Boots and, you know, Refillable or Longsword and Refillable. Like, they, they can use whatever because they have such a strong level 2 spike to be able to dominate the lane. Level two spike from primarily mid. Yes. Or a jungler. Or a jungler in that order, respectively. I can give you a different one. Like we can we can give this one up and go to a different one. That's fine. What? I don't want to be cruel. What mid can also be played jungle? Okay. Do you want me to just tell you? Is it Talon? It is Talon. Okay. Yes. I was I, took you a while. I was thinking of a mage. I'm like, what mage? Because it sounds okay. Brand. I guess so. Yeah. Brand has extra bonus damage on his passive on monsters, so mm. that one's realistic. But yeah. All right, I'll give you one more. That should be a lot easier then. All right, you ready? Sure. Moonfall. Uh, is that Diana? <laughs> that is Diana. Yeah, I need. Felt you. You needed a win. <laughs> yeah. The moon. The moon. The moon itself gave it away. So let's go. Yeah. All right. That could have been a Felios though. Maybe. I mean, probably not, but it could have been. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we've been going for an hour and a half, so yeah. I feel like we're probably good. Your short ribs are probably pretty close to being done at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, um, if you have any feedback for us, please let us know at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com or send it uh, via the Discord thread called Feedback. And if you don't know how to reach our Discord, go to our website, trinityforcepodcast.com. Or trainingforcenetwork.com. Let me make sure I got that actually right. I think it's trainingforce. Uh, trainingforcenetwork.com. Apologies. Um, additionally, we have community nights, which happen uh, every Tuesday, starting at 7.15 Eastern and running for several hours. And so please hop in and join us for uh, community games and, you know, pre-mades and everything in customs. It's, it's a great time. It's a lot of fun. Lastly, uh, please check out our Patreon. We have a slew of different benefits at different tiers for different price points. So if you want, if you like the content that you're hearing slash watching and hearing, then please check that out and support us at the tier that you feel is most appropriate and that you can afford. And we appreciate you listening to us so much and, you know, being a part of the community. So with that, uh, we'll call this. This has been episode 822. Next week, we will have a patch rundown of 800, uh, episode 823 will be a patch rundown of patch, I think it's 13.16 or 13.17 coming out next. So should be a sweet patch. I'm excited to talk about it. But yeah, um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we will see you next time. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.